0: The P, the U, the R, the E, the B, the O, the Y, the S, it's pure boys. Hold up, it's pure boys. Yeah, I got two throats. The P, the U, the R, the E, the B, the O, the Y, the S, it's pure boys. Hold up, it's pure boys. Say
1: what?
0: way. What's up, Fudge Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast.
1: I'm Adam and Urine. And I'm Super Cream. I'm getting ready. This uh, new background is really giving me uh, the spirit. I'm feeling God's uh, holy light. And I'm Steve, ready to take it.
0: Perfect. Well, that's great because this week we're talking about uh, the, hey, welcome to year two of Pure Boys Podcast. And we're kicking things off right by starting with 2021's Pure Flix original, Love on the Rock, starring David Anthony Roy White and written
1: by Tommy Blaze the Blaze Man. We're back where we belong, baby. And I feel like the listener should definitely rent this on youtube for i think 4.99 yeah, um if you can't it's worth the money you're going to nut <laughs> uh, pinnacle peak brings out a great presentation and we'll get into it, I guess.
0: For sure, we will. Um, if you're looking to nut uh, to this movie, make sure to get the international poster for it, uh, because the the main female lead is wearing uh, a thong bikini bottom on the international poster, but on the Pureflix website, it's the exact same picture, but they photoshopped uh, like baggy shorts onto her instead. So, uh, if you're looking to nut, get the international one. That's got your nut all over it
1: international aye, aye, aye. Hey. me likey I didn't know this information that's new to me well I always like to look these movies up
0: on IMDB to see just if there's any trivia and uh, of course to just look at all the cast and love it and revel in the, the fun they must have had but I noticed like damn the poster for this movie is like very revealing and that can't be correct Like it's like a high cut wasted thong she's showing a lot of skin and a lot of pubic area And then when I looked on Pure I paused the movie while watching on Pure Flix and went, wait a minute, where's all that pubic area? Where's the midriff? There's not even a midriff on her. They've made her shirt longer. So actually, they probably just made her, like, the the international one's the edited one for sure. They just, like, sexied her up for that one. The picture that was originally used was definitely her in a long baggy shirt and baggy cargo shorts. And they went, ugh, what man would see a movie with that kind of woman in it?
1: European Christians are freaky and they'll they'll take a look at a pelvis once in a while
0: they want it they want to see it they want to go to the island where St. Paul murdered a bunch of people or something and stare at those hips
1: yeah I'm pretty sure the Vatican approved of this new edit to sexy the title up I'm sure this went through all the higher channels
0: it must have it must have Uh, all the way up to Pope Question mark. I don't know who
1: the pope is right now. It's not John
0: Paul II, and that's the last one I can
1: remember. So, yeah, David A. R. White is now a globetrotter. He is setting trends across the world. (sighs) Yeah, this is huge. This is a big way to uh, break off our second year.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is like this is Pureflix stepping up in the world and going like, we can shoot on location in Malta just like anybody else. Well, that's true. You can. So, but. Before we get too far into Malta and whether or not this woman has a sexy pelvis or not, we, of course, need to put our hands together firmly and hardly and push them hard together and do the pure boy's prayer.
1: I don't know. I kind of want to talk about the pelvis now that you brought it up. All
0: right, well, let's take a minute here. What do you think about her pelvis in this movie?
1: The Internationale uh, poster really gets you ready for it. Ooh, chef's you kiss. You know you're in for some kind of foreign, European-speaking love interest, and yeah, that's you- what I'm ready for. How about yourself? Uh, I'm here for accents.
0: I want to hear those accents, and uh, I want to hear very real, believable accents out of people playing Russians and Maltesians and French people and all kinds of different places from around the world, yet they all kind of sound like they're the same accent. So, really great work. But again, we'll get into how sexy this movie is soon. Let's (laughs) place our hands together for the Pure Boy's Prayer. God God bless bless our our podcast. podcast.
1: God, God bless, bless all, all podcasts. podcasts.
0: We love, love you. <clears throat> Amen. Strength.
1: Strength. Strength in numbers. Strength in hands.
0: That's right. 27 bones in the hand or whatever.
1: It helps the energy get up to heaven to where God is.
0: That's just it. Align your chakras. Align them with the heavens. Place your thumbs on your third eye and your crown chakra and just shoot that energy right to God's beehole.
1: You have a third eye? I haven't got one yet. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, right there, it's poking on it. Nah, that can't be right. Well,
0: you know, uh, not according to any of the books that I've read. It's all... That doesn't exist, so... (laughs) Cool, cool. Cool. Hey, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but sometimes we have to get (laughs) serious, and uh, sometimes there's very serious questions that need to be asked. And so, Steve... I have a very serious, important question for you. Whomst was the beggar Vance of courageous?
1: There's a lot of answers here, almost too many to hand r- handle. The Kendrick brothers are a good choice. Um, God is always a great choice, uh, but for this one, I'm going with the dead little girl.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. May may I ask why?
1: Um, she dies yeah. she's also in dreams and really pushing uh, the father to become great mm. like that's the inciting incident as far as God is concerned mm-hmm. um, and it really brings in um, religion into its bright spot
0: you're absolutely right yeah without her uh, Dr. Alex Kendrick would just be
1: a, a boring dad a brilliant man, but a boring dad. Mm-hmm. Now, Adam, this begs the question. And it begs the question. I've been thinking huh? about asking you this for a while. Sure. Whom do you believe is the beggar Vance of Courageous?
0: Well, first of all, Steve, thanks so much for asking. Um, and to me, the beggar Vance of Courageous, obviously, is going to be our boy Reggie. Yes, he might, he might be slanging drugs from the cops. He might be stealing drugs and slanging them. But ultimately, he helps motivate uh, Coach, whatever his name is, Coach Orion, uh, to mm-hmm. be the best cop that he can be and to really step up for God and for his community. And even though he isn't able to walk in those shoes and, and walk in that sand with the Lord, uh, he's always there, you know, being
1: a supportive friend. So that's my Beggar Vance. That synced up. I wanted to say more, but it synced up with the music too beautifully. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: segment over. He's All the right. uh, That's my big Vance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really getting. I'm really getting the hang of who Bagger Vance is in these things.
1: Yeah, without knowing uh, whom the bagger Vance is, not seeing the movie. I mean, mm. um, you're really locking in. And I can see the love pouring out of you. I can't wait to
0: maybe one day see Will Smith, Matt Damon, Charlize Theron in a Robert Redford production. of Maybe maybe presented
1: by Tristar Pictures of The Legend of Beggar Vance. I forgot Theron is in it. I think it's the love interest for Beggar Vance. (laughs) She's
0: a ghost woman from the 12th century. (laughs) She's a ghost cave woman.
1: Like... Spager Vance is obviously like a non see through ghost, and she's like a see through ghost.
0: Oh, that well, <laughs> he's like, oh, this is my girlfriend. Ah, uh, maybe you can't see her. Like, you know, she we have a hard time seeing eye to eye about stuff. And they go, oh, that's very good.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good quip. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Are we going to play golf
0: now or what? <laughs> yeah, they go. Oh, is it because you're black? And he's like, oh no, I'm <laughs> a ghost, and she's a ghost. She's got no legs. She's just got a bedsheet. You can't see through me. I'm Beggar Vance. <laughs> How could I golf if you could see through me? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense, Matt Damon. Are you going to win this tournament in 1930 or what? And the answer is, we'll find out. <laughs> One day we'll have to find out. Uh oh boy. Well, hey, now that we've gotten the Beggar Vance out of the way, and uh, you know, thank, thankfully, we came yeah. to the bottom. We got to the bottom of that. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week: the Kevin Sorbo read of the week.
1: I didn't look at the time of this tweet until now, but I'm not happy for you, Kevin Sorbo. No. Um. Yeah. It's a it's a late night creep. Uh. He's uh, <laughs> creeping at night on the toilet. Six fifty three p. m. on February seventeenth. That's so, late.
0: That's late. Maybe he had a great big lunch and it like pushed his breakfast out early or something.
1: He probably just like. Chugged a bunch of soda and ate a bunch of fried chicken on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And it's still working its way out.
0: Probably. And his wife's like, Honey, you need to stop eating all that chicken. He's Shut up.
1: Shut up. I'm fine. I love you. It's Valentine's Day. I get to do what I want. Yeah. Here,
0: here comes the glue.
1: I'm gonna be on the toilet at six fifty three PM, <laughs> two days from now.
0: But when I'm done, I want you in bed waiting.
1: Go, I really don't want to have sex post
0: dump, Kevin. I don't. No, thank you.
1: Well, the thing about life is you're gonna have to have sex post dump sometimes. I mean, it's not gonna be right.
0: I mean, every dump is post sex to a certain degree, but like, you know, like every every moment of your life is post dump.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't give a crap about that twenty four hour clock nonsense. Okay, that's not that's not what I'm about. Okay, well, what are you about then? Uh, I'm about reading this tweet
0: Yeah baby Uh,
1: you know it, I know it We all know it So let's not back down from doing something about it Period
0: Oh, that's the tweet I thought that's what you were about
1: No, uh, it aligns with that Like, I I connect with him in this way for sure But, um No, it was from his mouth.
0: That's fun That's a fun way to stay out of Twitter jail Which I guess is a thing that people can be put in Well we were put in Twitter jail
1: I guess For telling people to stop Asian hate Yeah, We were trying to stop Asian hate It's uh, really the first thing We ever did for society Yeah we
0: were trying to get Gravedigger the monster truck to stop Asian hate And instead we got put in Twitter jail
1: Like put uh, You know Peace in Mandarin characters On your (laughs) truck (laughs) Just for one season That's all you have to do
0: Write Tiananmen Square across the bumper of Gravedigger. Please just do that for us, Gravedigger.
1: Yeah, hashtag Tiananmen Square, Gravedigger rules. That's right, yeah.
0: Hey, from now on, Gravedigger rules, hashtag Tiananmen Square is going on every tweet we got. <laughs> until Asian hate stops. We want to stop
1: it. That's the thing about us. We're, We're pure.
0: Trying. We're trying. You know the issue. I know the issue. We need to stop. We need to start doing something
1: about the issue. Just like Kevin says, stop Asian hate. Go gravedigger. Stop it, please. If you're thinking about doing Asian hate in the next 24 hours, stop it. After that, whatever the spirit moves you to do.
0: But in the next 24 hours, no more Asian hate, okay? Promise us. Pinky swear.
1: Well, it's not on us if after 24 hours you decide to go back to Asian hate. We want to show you the light. You just got to step through it.
0: Yeah, we did our part. We said hashtag Stop Asian Hate. You chose to have Asian Hate. Well, guess what? Segment over. So no more Asian Hate. We solved it. Did we go to the end of the song? We were close. 18 seconds left. I got scared. Oh, I started goodness. to get scared. I was like, Oh, oh no. We can't. We can never end finish of the that podcast, song. right? It really would be. Yeah, that's how the last episode is going to end with just the like. <gasps> And then it, like, fades out or however the song ends. I don't even remember. It's been so long since I stole that off YouTube, I don't remember how it ends.
1: Is there a scream at the end?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, there's a blood-curdling scream.
1: That's cool, because uh, more things should end with a scream. As yeah. As like my father always said. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think, didn't he say more lives need to end with a scream? he could have he was mumbling something like that i i I didn't quite hear him i mean he
0: said it mid backflip so it was like hard to you know like his words traveled in us in a circle in front of us so it was hard to kind of catch him
1: he's a tumbler oh man i wish i tumbled when i was a kid getting into gymnastics oh my god i wish we could get your dad on tumblr
0: that would be the dream right there (laughs) all of his fan fictions that he's written god that would be amazing uh,
1: man, if you out there want to create a fan fiction about the Pure Boys, don't. We are very litigious. Oh, yeah. oh, yes.
0: Even though we gladly just take things off YouTube, we will sue you into oblivion if you even so much as quote something we've said on the show that we've probably stolen from something else.
1: How dare you? If, if you mention our fake names and characters and locations anywhere, we will come after you. We've trademarked
0: the the phrase Adam and Steve. So don't yeah. even think about using it in some glib way to make fun of homosexuality, all right? Because we own your ass in that regard.
1: Yeah, we might be, you know, cuddly in the sheets, but when it comes to the law, uh, I can't think of a rhyme, dang. Nah, it's okay. Hey, when you said cuddly yeah. in the
0: sheets, that reminded me, there was a period of time where one of my ex-girlfriends, I would like... We would do this thing. Well, I would. I love doing this thing where if we were in bed together, I would, like, go to hold her hand, and then she would reach for my hand, and I would just shake her hand like a business agreement, and she did not ever find that funny, and it made me do it all the time because I found it—the madder she got, the more I liked shaking her hand in bed, and uh, that probably is what ended our relationship, but, you know.
1: I shake my wife's hand when she doesn't want to all the time. It might be, it's one of uh, God's greatest gifts. Yeah, I'm a freak in the streets, business in the sheets, baby. I'm going to shake your hand. Hello. Let me shake your hand. Hey. The amount of times I've said that to my wife
0: is uh, ungodly. The amount of times you've grabbed her wrist to go, now let me shake your hand. And she goes, you're hurting me, Steve. You go, yeah. (laughs) I would never. No, that's true. Well, I mean, you know. He would never, unless the situation called for it. I would never. Um, but unless he had no other choice, he would never. But even if he did, it's just Mustard Man. It's not actually Steve. So what's it's the just choice?
1: Man. She's about to fall in the Grand Canyon or something, and I have to grab her wrist too hard? No, I feel
0: like uh, like you've just met her for the first time in a business setting, <laughs> and you'd like to shake her well, hand. Well, that's how
1: you get business done. You shake yeah.
0: hands hard, and that's the biggest thing we lost with COVID nineteen is the is the uh, the ability to just shake a man's hand and to feel like confident about it. none of this elbow touching or fist bumping and God forbid an exploding fist bump happens you shake a man's hand to do business with him.
1: Yeah, no more expense accounts, and that is no. bull crap. I want to fl- fly to Philadelphia for a day, taking a game. And then fly right back Yeah, see my wife at 8 p.m. when it's way too late. Exactly. I want to get my hand a little bit wet
0: and then shake everyone's hand and go, sorry, I just got out of the bathroom. And just see what they do.
1: Uh, uh, uh. How do they respond? Well, if they're a cool company, they'll do business. But if they're not a cool company, they'll probably tell you uh, no.
0: If they're a really cool company, they'll smell their hand after and let you know, <laughs> let you know what you're working with. How's your funk?
1: Disney corporation, definitely. You
0: bet. But hey, we're not here to talk about Disney. We're here to talk about Pinnacle Peak Pictures presents Love on the Rock 2021. A David A.R. White classic. Uh, Truly, truly, David A.R. White is in a renaissance right now. Uh, We saw where he started with Holy Man Undercover. Uh, We also watched, like, got a taste of what the future is going to hold with Beckman. And uh, now here we are with Love on the Rock. The brand new feature from him just came out. I don't know, just a month or two ago, not too long ago.
1: Not too long ago at all. He's uh he's sleeping like a baby. He's going to uh Sicily, he's going to Malta, he's uh getting all the shrimp uh from the Mediterranean. Oh yeah. And
0: uh he's living large. He's going swimming with beautiful women. He's just showing off it's it sure is interesting that this movie came about after his marriage with Andrea ended. That he'd be like, now I'm off to Malta to film a movie in Malta. How's that sound?
1: It is interesting. It's very interesting. The The fact that he picks pepperoni salami uh, and area mm-hmm. is uh, quite interesting as well. I think he was probably listening to the podcast and came up with this uh, movie idea. Of course, yeah, <laughs>
0: of course he was like, "Yeah, the, oh, the boys love pepperoni salami." Well, I better call my travel agent and go
1: get me one flight directly to pepperoni salami, please. They I better get a, f- <laughs> I better get a fork and a knife because I'm gonna eat some pepperoni salami.
0: Oh, I better call. I better call my main poonhound Jeff Fahey, to to wingman me this whole vacation. Jeff Fahey is the best. I
1: I think he's great in this movie. <laughs>
0: Jeff Fahey, I mean, as much as I love David Ayer White and Reggie and Chuck from Accounting and all those clowns, whenever I see Jeff Fahey show up in something, I go, this movie has clout. This movie yeah. was willing to spend the money to fly Jeff Fahey all the way to Malta. And uh, when they said, hey, we need your salt and pepper beard and your salt and pepper long hair to just be in this movie and be beautiful. And he was like... I got no problems doing that. Am I gonna be a reverend? Well, I'm in. Do I have to see Victoria Jackson again? No? I'm
1: in. <laughs> Yeehaw!
0: Sign me up. Marriage Retreat is over. It's time for uh, I all I like to imagine it's the same character for Marriage Retreat, and they sold, they sold off the, the the retreat. Victoria Jackson died of a broken heart, and he
1: moved to Malta. Need some of that molten sun. Exactly. On his old bones. <laughs> you think he has old bones now
0: probably yeah I mean he's been around he's been around for a while yeah god I hope that I'd re- replace him ha- he's not in Beckman oh no he is in Beckman he plays the priest in Beckman crap we can't that way uh, He's they- always a priest yeah that's true hey interesting well yeah I mean hey if you'd have watched lawnmower man we'd- you'd have had way more evidence that Jay J- Fahey was religious as frick but lawnmower
1: it- man what's that now
0: uh, It's just a little flick that he did back in the day It's not affiliated with Pure Flix It's not on Pure Flix So I understand how you wouldn't have seen it Or came across it in your travels
1: He might be my favorite new celebrity I just I I would shake his hand And say I love your work Keep doing more Lawnmower 5 forever <laughs> And uh, then leave Because I, like- I, I want him to live, live his life
0: Truly I would love to meet Jeff Fahey. I like I have a crush on Jeff Fahey. He's like an old, handsome, confident man, and I go like, Yep, I get it, dude. That's like I just want I just want you to give me a hug and be my dad. That's what I want. And maybe I don't have a crush on him, I just want him to be my dad. And I love my dad, but if your dad was Jeff Fahey,
1: how much cooler would your life be? It'd be pretty cool. Uh Kenny Flip though, so
0: good point yeah no that's a very good point I don't know we haven't seen any evidence of it so I'll tell you when he's in his VR setup in a uh, lot more man you can do all kinds of flips but in this part VR say. yeah one day. Oh, that's cool one day we'll talk about a lot more man one day we'll watch it and we'll talk about it and then we'll watch Beggar Vance right after and then hell will freeze over literally
1: <laughs> okay that's my promise to you if you watch uh what's the deal with Beggar Vance and I watch uh the VR from the 80s movie whatever it's called. Uh <laughs> will we, we'll be done. Can we change the the is the Bagger
0: Vance of the movie to just call uh what's up with Bagger Vance? <laughs> it's
1: a much better name for it. Yeah, me. maybe. Maybe we'll use both interchangeably. We got a lot of episodes to get to, you know. What's up with Bagger Vance? <laughs> I mean, if you're in the mood, right? right? Life is a river. Well, it's a highway, and I want to ride it all night long. <laughs> so this movie was produced by Pinnacle
0: Peak Pictures, who you might know. Oh, yeah. You might know from a little movie called
1: Beckman.
0: You might also know them from a little movie called Walking with Herb. They they're, oh. mm-hmm. they. are Pure Flix. Like they are the in-house production company for Pure They were known as Pure Entertainment... Uh, until they changed, they rebranded to Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Probably around the time that Sony like purchased Flakes in 2020, if
1: I had to guess. It's a great title card. You're like, what am I in the theater with Dolby 5.1? Yes, I you think are. they're up to like 8.1 now, though. It's hey. it's crazy what Dolby be doing.
0: You know, when theaters were shut down, they said, "What do we need to get people back in the theaters? More Dolby. Get the Dolby <laughs> up." Look at your Dolby levels. They're pathetic. Those are 2016 numbers. We need to get them up to 2022 numbers.
1: I feel like in the summer I want to protest the theater and uh, just have a sign that says get the Dolby up. More Dolby. Hey, Mike at get Pure Boys on the map. You get the uh, local newspaper down there. there do a go. story on the Dolby protest. <laughs> <laughs> Dolby is ungodly. Dolby is a tool of the <laughs> devil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get gold uh god into it, then it's going to make national news, for I mean, sure. I
0: have my sign already. It says, Dolby is a tool of the devil, and I hold it up <laughs> pretty much wherever I go.
1: But then we also want more Dolby, or are we asking, what is our request? Well, here's the
0: thing. <laughs> you, we're on different sides of the, of the coin here. In much yeah. the same way that you're really into TCU baseball, and I'm really into Christian ska music right now. We're on we're on the same path but on two different sides of it essentially. So, you want more Dolby. I think Dolby is a tool of the devil. We're co-protesting cuz it's easier to have to just, you know, throw a couple of us together. It doesn't matter if our signs make any sense, just throw us together and then it's a big protest, right? So,
1: presented by Pure Boys.
0: Yeah, sponsored by Flex,
1: even though we didn't actually officially yeah. get sponsored by them. And Sprite, even though we didn't officially get sponsored by Sprite. Yeah, but it'll be Sprite for sure. Like, we'll definitely
0: have the Papa John's logo there somewhere.
1: (laughs) This is good.
0: And we can wear our TCU outfits. Oh, my God. Listeners, I wish you could see the TCU uh, Horned Frogs outfit that we wanted to get, but didn't because it's too expensive. But we're talking... Hawaiian shirt on top. We're talking Hawaiian shorts on the bottom. We're talking a beach hat that says TCU Horned Frogs on it. Go Frogs!
1: Two cans all over the place. What is a boy to do?
0: Hey, when you think Christi- when you think Texas Christian University, what's the first thing you think of? Two cans, of course. Slap them on a shirt.
1: Yeah, uh, get them on there as many as possible, in great number, with some um. Very tropical trees.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if look, if New Orleans can have a team named the Pelicans, why can't there be a team named the Toucans? That's all I'm saying. The Pelicans. Yeah. Horn frogs. Go frogs. Go frogs. Christian Ska. Go Christian Ska. Listen to the Supertones. We love them. Yeah, we do love them. We do love them. Yeah, we do love them. We do love them.
1: Yeah, we do love them.
0: We do love them. And if our pod is an awesome pod ever got back to us, we would have gone on there and talked about how much we love the OC supertones, but didn't happen. So are they still going? I guess sometimes, I don't know, barely. Not like we're going, we're going all the way. Two feet first. Because this week we're talking about
1: 2021. <laughs> love on the rock. <laughs> Uh, so, how you know, excited were you when you saw the location of this movie?
0: Well, the first thing I saw, well, the first thing I heard was a little squeeze box going, and I was like, "Oh my god, we must be in Mama
1: Italy!" And then there we were, <laughs> Sicily herself. It uh, it blew my flipping mind. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times I said pepperoni salami to myself while watching this movie but it was a lot. every new character that showed up you go oh there's pepperoni salami
0: oh hey that's yeah. pepperoni salami also known honestly, as honestly i did <laughs> <laughs>
1: that just, that's pretty much what i did do
0: the phone rings someone picks it up on the other end you go oh, it's pepperoni salami and then you have to correct yourself and go wait a minute no that's john Lovitz. that's not pepperoni salami he changed his name to john
1: Lovitz." Oh he might as well be cuz he's playing a pepperoni salami and also i call all italian food pepperoni salami as well you so did text me it earlier it gets very
0: confusing yeah you did text me earlier today and go i'm eating a, a pepperoni salami pizza and i went well i didn't i didn't really see anything wrong with that and then i saw the pizza you're eating and no that was like a veggie pizza
1: it was a costco uh, all dress pizza Ugh, good You no know those you. mini pizzas that are kind of gross i don't know them no i only know hawk dogs <laughs> Like Costco hot dogs or yeah. just like food in general? Yeah, just you know in general. hot general.
0: That's the only thing I know how to make is a hot dog.
1: No, I know hot dogs.
0: <laughs> look, Randy Travis wasn't available, so they called John Lovitz and yeah. they said, look, you don't even have to leave your house. Just lay in your own bed, take a Zoom video of yourself on your phone, and we'll use it in our giant blockbuster movie. And he was like, eat fresh. And that's, I can't, I don't know anything else about John Lovitz.
1: Um, uh, he is in movies that I've seen. Name one. Um, That's not this one. Uh, Rat Race. Is oh, he in that? yeah. You're right. Yeah, he plays Hitler in that. I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no, I, I think he's just a father that turns out to be Hitler. Well,
0: Hitler was a father, wasn't he? Well, I guess maybe not. Hey, this is not a political podcast.
1: <laughs> I we couldn't say one way or another. But he plays a very nice Jewish man in Rat Race, That's and true. he's the best.
0: And his son or his daughter is prairie dogging and poops all over a police car at one point. And uh, yeah, yeah. We John Lovitz is completely uh, wasted in this movie, and I don't mean oh, I don't yeah. mean drunk. If I was talking about a drunk actor, I would say Stephen Bauer is completely wasted in this movie. But I'm not. I'm talking about John Lovitz, who just doesn't do anything. Like again. They could they should have just got Randy Travis to do it because all you have to do is just oh, kind of grumble and talk into your phone and grumble. And that's not what John Lovitz is good at. He's good at being
1: dramatic and uh ah, just like, us. so we, acting." We, he really he goes for it, but I think that's why you sign up for one of these roles, right? So you can do something different and don't have to play this weirdo character. I mean, I yeah, that's that's true. Maybe he was looking to stretch his wings as an actor
0: and go but I can play serious as well we owe a lot of our comedic performance to John Lovitz I'm realizing like the way you and I talk is very much John Lovitz we (laughs) just enunciate to
1: the back we're very theatrical I caught myself doing that in the pubes in heaven episode a lot just extending everything (laughs) talking with my hand
0: a lot like I'm a pepperoni salami
1: but he does get to say things like Clearance Protocol Medusa 1. Wow,
0: that's really good. Yeah. And uh, do you have the serum? He says that a lot. Yeah. Where's the serum?
1: A-, a lot of serum talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it took me till the end of the movie to realize serum is not spelled S-Y-R-U-M. That's how I was spelling serum in my notes.
1: And they kept going like, are you sure you don't mean syrup? And I went, oh, do yeah.
0: I mean syrup? I don't, I don't know.
1: Your brain wanted to go to syrup and you can't do anything about it. I'm pretty sure I almost did the same thing. Uh but I thought better of it, of course. <laughs>
0: well, I mean you're a much more cultured man than I. So what can yeah. I say? I was I was educated in the school of hard knocks with a bunch of pepperoni salamis, you know?
1: Yeah, but they're the they're the meat of the matter.
0: They yeah, certainly are. Yes. Uh this movie takes place in M- Sicily and Malta, which are used interchangeably even though they are like a seven hour drive from each other like they the way that they treat these two places is if like oh you just hop on your bike and you're in Malta all of a sudden it's like no 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 even the ferry ride from Sicily to Malta is two hours long so people just jet setting back and forth it's wild big stretches of travel in between that we don't get to see
1: maybe they got speed boats like high powered like jet-fueled speedboats that like take 30 minutes. Well, if you're
0: drunk Stephen Bauer, maybe you do have that.
1: Yeah, and you can't show that on film if you're like a Christian uh, movie, right? You can't even show David A.R.
0: White drinking in a movie where he's supposed to play like a drunk.
1: Well, no, but he he really is playing quite quite the 'er ne'er-do-well in this Christian movie at the beginning. (sighs) He is drunk he doesn't ah. go to church. Ah. I mean, he's trying.
0: It, this is not David's strong suit again. David, much like much like if, if we saw John Lovitz in an action movie kicking ass, I would go, well, that looks silly and out of place. Same with David A.R. White, where when he's trying to be like gruff and like, oh, this guy's having a rough time, it just means like tired. Like that's how he plays that yeah. character. Just like, oh, oh you're for a boat tour? It's like, you're supposed to be a drunk loser, dude. Like, you are that's how everyone treats you and talks about you.
1: Yeah, you really gotta give it up to the Clooney's of the world and, like, the other old white men who play these roles that, like, you really believe they're a piece of crap drunk. And uh, they can hold their liquor. I guess it's probably easier to uh, picture because you do see them drink. Yes,
0: and... I think a big part of acting like... Like, when you're acting like a rundown degenerate, like David Ayer White is trying to act, a lot of it comes through in the voice. Like, Jeff Fahey has a voice where I go, like, you have done dark things in your life, and, and like, you don't need your character to tell me that. I can just tell based on your voice and your performance. David is none of that. Um, At the end of the movie, when they get their new identities, and his name on his, like... His name on his uh ID isn't Dan Marshall. I was blown away by that. I thought for sure he was just going to become a wacky news anchor after this movie, but yeah. they
1: should have tied this into uh Malibu Dan the Family Man for sure. They they have the same last name just make the first name dan yeah it it
0: it killed me when she was like here's your new here's your new passport uh, what do you think of the name ken marshall and i was like that's two letters different from dan just make it dan
1: marshall Nope. like you don't have a very strong uh pa that comes into the room and says, "Hey, make it Dan Marshall. Yeah, or uh, Twitter freaks will go
0: crazy. <laughs> Either make it Dan Marshall or make it John Smith. Like, don't make it Ken Marshall. Don't split the difference. That's not good.
1: Yeah, being so close to Dan Marshall, Drove me insane, like I've never felt before, and I I had a terrible sleep because of it. Oh no! And uh, I'm glad you were on the same wavelength, though. The only thing that could have
0: saved that scene is if she went, "What do you think of the name Ken Watanabe?" And he was like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> Arigato for these new passports. I love it."
1: ah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this movie? But. Jeff Fahey plays uh, the main role, and then uh, David A.R. White is the reverend.
0: Uh, Jeff Fahey plays the main role. David A.R. White plays the fat best friend who runs the, like, singles night and is a great <laughs> shot with a shotgun. Okay. Right. The, I would change <laughs> so even that. even lower. Even lower. Well, David's he's a comedic relief. The priest, the reverend isn't really comedic relief, so you need someone yeah. older. maybe like. Uh, Rev Gumby, I think, is his name. Yeah. (laughs) Are you Rev Gumby? Uh, Yes, I am, child. Thank you for finding me here. God bless you.
1: Yeah, if uh, Jeff Fahey actually wanted to be a leading man again, I think he would have taken it.
0: If Jeff Fahey wanted to be a leading man again, I would fund all of those movies to get Jeff Fahey onto the silver screen again and back... Like. Where was his Michael Madsen revival, Hollywood? You wasted it on Michael Madsen. Sure, the wrestler was fine, but what about Jeff Fahey? Doesn't he deserve another chance in the spotlight? The actual spotlight, not Heaven's spotlight? Who cares, ultimately?
1: I would sell Haiti herself in order to get Jeff Fahey as a leading man again.
0: Oh, yeah, me too, man. I would I would call up President Club Jean and go, Look, Prez... And he'd go, oh, we sorry, got- you're trying to get to Praz, Wrong number. And he would hang up on me.
1: And i go, well, that's the end of that. You wouldn't try again? No, no, because he
0: was right. I was trying to get to Praz. I wasn't trying to get to Wyclef.
1: Were you just waiting for a reference or a scene that showed that uh, David A.R. White was like a cop or like a army person in his previous life? I felt like that was going to be obvious. Like a
0: flashback, you mean? Because they do establish that he's an ex-Chicago police officer in this movie quite thoroughly.
1: Yeah, just like before that happened, it seemed like that was going to happen for sure. Like, it's no way this guy was like a a taxes person or like (laughs) a a sports announcer or anything. Right, yeah. He's not
0: playing Bob Costas here on the beautiful island of Malta.
1: (laughs) Like when he's like just super drunk and like heading home and this thing is heading towards an action flick. I was like, yeah, they're going to make him a cop. Mm -hmm. And then the next scene, you see a picture of him. As a cop mm-hmm. in his previous
0: life. Uh,
1: yeah, and I
0: agree. Yeah, it would have been nice to see like uh, a flashback of him just like gunning down an unarmed civilian and just being like, What <laughs> have I done? I have to leave the force. I'm a monster. Cops rule. Oh, the thin blue line, <laughs> respect it or die. <laughs> hey, uh his wife's you, dead. His wife's yeah, when I say Love on the Rock, what do you think about? Dead wife. Mm. See, I think about a singles night where people go up and they, br- they share their heartbreaking stories with each other and they try to one up oh, each yeah. other with their real life tragedies. It's so fun.
1: Yeah, let's pull out your darkest, terriblest things that's happened to you <laughs> at uh, midnight. Yeah, like I love that the guy's like, hey, we're
0: famous for our broken hearts club here. It's like are you is is this all it is just a bunch of sexy white people get together and kibitz about like they're all a bunch of expats just kibitzing about like oh my i got stood up at the altar well i got stood up at the altar twice it's like yeah you told us last month there's only 10 of us in this club
1: and you gotta assume it's every night right like that these people are coming here and uh coming here every year maybe it's certainly every night for david a.r white's character oh yeah Dan Marshall he loves telling this story secretly
0: oh yeah yeah I, lo-
1: <laughs> I have written down
0: like oh fun real sexy story
1: about uh, your wife dying of lymphoma I hope you get laid David they should have had a scene with him getting laid that that's also like a premier situation to have to one of these drunken crappy old men or like mails. at
0: least have him getting a beach on his boat like just have like <laughs> I think that's worse. Have a
1: face then buried in his a lap. Woman to bed?
0: No, he's like no no no. Like they he leaves with a woman and then they go back to his boat and then when the guy some <laughs> guy, there's like a guy who interrupts them and her face yeah. is just fully in his lap and David's got his hands behind his head
1: and his eyes closed.
0: And he goes, "Oh, yeah, that's this, way better. This feels so good cuz we're not married." Oh. <laughs>
1: It's way better than having, like, a shadowy scene of them, like, going into bed together with some, like, jazz music. No, and I, candles. no
0: I want, like, a brown bunny. I want her to just, like, just g- gallop down on that hog of his. A brown bunny? Isn't that that movie where that girl, like, there's a real blowjob in the movie? Isn't that, like, I thought that's what that movie was called. Maybe not.
1: I've never heard of such things. Maybe I'll look it up. Hang on. What well, you- I'm holy and I have a cushy spine, so I I don't really get into these types of uh, things.
0: Well, fair enough. Uh, that's why you'll never be the star of a Pure Flix original. But you might get shot in Beckman 2 because we're <laughs> angling. That's 2022. We're getting shot in Beckman 2. That, I haven't found a way to make that rhyme very well yet because you're just rhyming the same words with each other. So it sounds clunky and dumb, but, you know, Beckman 2, 2022, we're getting shot. Two bullets, one for you, one for I. That's cool. Yeah, David liked my tweet. I'm excited. So pff, I'm just gonna keep tweeting at him. Could put it out there. The secret, you know, are those pine cones. I'm gonna pray about it. Uh, hey, what did you think of the Russian assassin woman that's in this movie?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I'm with her, you. she's a mumbler, and I am too. But uh, so we connect on that level. But her hair is weird. Her voice is weird. Everything she says, it like. I feel like the bad guys in this movie come off a little too home (laughs) alone-ish.
0: Yeah, especially drunk Steven Bauer, just, like, like screaming so much his voice is cracking. And you're just like, hey, someone tell him to, like, rein it in a
1: little bit. And there's some beautiful cinematography in this movie. But for some reason, when they show the bad guys in their, like, cheap, like, uh, spy gear... Uh, it's not good. It's just, no. like, the lighting's off. It looks very cheap, kind of.
0: Yeah, the second unit director didn't uh, didn't seem to care as much about how the bad guys were portrayed, certainly. You know, it, uh, <laughs> I, I will say this about the villains in this movie. They love David A.R. White. Like... That is one of the things I like about this movie is and knowing that it was written by Tommy Blaze it all makes sense because everyone is very complimentary to David telling him like how handsome he is and what a cool guy he is and like at one point one of the female villains is like you're driving the coolest car on the island and like just all these little moments of people praising this character for no reason i go like tommy blaze you love your best friend david Airwhite, white and i wish you were at that super bowl
1: party but we're sorry we missed you at uh, super bowl 58 um but uh what can you do right what can you do he's probably
0: watching it with his family so can't be a david Airwhite's yeah. white's boys night party he's got a family he's got to think of
1: yeah he truly does he he's still married yeah tommy blaze you bet he is burn burn gotcha (laughs) burn on david a.r white yeah
0: that's very good yeah yeah yeah. very ungodly of him (laughs) uh not enough criminals saying peace be with you in this movie I, i noticed that all the criminals say stuff but none of them say peace be with you and i was very disappointed by that Were you expecting that? I was expecting some religious one-liners. And we do get, like, Jeff Fahey does have a religious one-liner at the end of this movie that I wrote down and went, that's awesome. More of that in all your movies, please, because that's awesome. But we'll get to that.
1: I agree. There needs to be more Bible. There needs to be more Christian one-liners shoved into your face that really relate to the content that's happening on screen. Yeah, for sure. Give us some action
0: stuff. Yeah, get, get, get a guy to chew a cigar and then say something cool through it, you know? But well, they're figuring it out. They, there's a few. There's one really great one in this movie. It doesn't make any sense, but it is cool when he says it, even though in hindsight it doesn't make any sense. Um, But we'll get to that. Uh, well,
1: And talk about burning bushes more.
0: Oh, yeah. Say, peace be with you and your burning bush. I really like this. So... Uh, essentially some guy steals like a serum from these, from drunk Steven Bauer. And then like he escapes from Sicily and makes it over to Malta where he like breaks onto David Airwhite's boat and leaves the serum in there to hide it. And then he gets away. (laughs) Luckily, David Airwhite is an ex Chicago cop and he's like the perfect person to give it to. Otherwise he just would have gone to some Malta fisherman who would have been murdered by the mob. So I guess things worked out.
1: Yeah. But, David A.R. White doesn't realize that he had the serum the whole time until like the very end of the movie
0: yeah exactly and I didn't realize he had it either I thought oh okay it's in that fishing container but then the Russian woman looks through it and I
1: went oh I guess it's not in there then I don't know where it yeah. ended up but he did have two fishing containers and one of them thankfully went to Jeff Fahey. oh yeah
0: because if Jeff Fahey didn't get his hands on like also okay so the serum is in a statue of St. Paul, but how did the serum get into that statue in the first place? Why was it in a statue in Sicily, uh, in
1: a lab where he the guy stole it from? I don't know. I, I was really fixated on the fact that the man who stole the serum was named luigi
0: <laughs> yeah and when she when she like catches when the russian woman catches him she goes ah luigi luigi and i went is this
1: name luigi luigi is this name pepperoni salami <laughs> well to my ears of course she might as well have said pepperoni salami because when you say luigi luigi i hear pepperoni salami just kidding hey mamma mia you know <laughs>
0: Uh, Italians, we love you.
1: We love you, Italians, I
0: guess. Well, I guess we have to. Uh, David, this Russian woman (laughs) is hitting on David, and David is like, what David should have said was like, you're barking up the wrong tree, lady. We're not married, so we're never going to frick. That's what he should have said to her, but she was just throwing it
1: at him. Using Christian quotes or something.
0: Exactly, yeah. And the Lord said, quit throwing it at me. We're not married. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool tough guy stuff.
1: Yeah, I really needed more uh, bad guy stuff, though. I I needed uh, some better uh, planning, some better execution. You needed them to not
0: go, like, give us the serum, and David going, give me seven hours and I'll get you the serum. And they went, okay, we're not going to send anyone to track you or any- we're just going to let you go. Goodbye. See you, give you a seven-hour head start to escape Malta. Like, just, all
1: right, we trust that you're coming back in seven hours. Yeah, this isn't a gambling debt where you can get a couple of more hours. This is a cure-all serum we're talking here. Yeah, I was kind of, like, drifting. My attention was, like, fading a little bit during
0: when they were explaining that. Is it a serum that cures, like, all diseases or something?
1: All of them. Every (laughs) single one of them. And they don't even know whether it's good to give it to, you know, the world. Uh, yeah. At the end, they you battle with that.
0: Oh, yeah. The idea that, like, should the world have this, like, miracle drug that's going to save every sick person and save everyone's yeah. life? Or should we let children die of lymphoma? Huh. That's a really good hmm. question.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Only you can make the decision, David A.R.
1: White. Oh, okay. Maybe I will. And the struggle with his him losing his wife to lymphoma doesn't really come up the way that it should. Like, it should be a real struggle for him to either destroy this or give it away yeah. so the world has it. Exactly. But that's never really brought to light at all.
0: No, it's not. Like, at no point does he go, if my wife had this serum, she'd still be here with me in Malta, right? Like, it, yeah. it, it never brings it up when, like, that would have saved your wife, man.
1: <laughs> no, it was... Yeah, that one line that you just provided would have made the ending a little bit more engaging you, you'd you get into it a little bit more yeah
0: instead of him hanging dong on a boat being like hey me and this me and the Frenchie we're out of here we're gonna go get married and frick till the cows come home instead he's like I oh, do I have this what do I what do I do with it just give it to the people like I don't even understand Jeff Fahey's logic of why not to give it to the people he's just like maybe the people aren't ready for it who who's yeah. Hoopst isn't ready for it, Jeff Fahey. Let me ask you that. Well, there was the invention of fire, but you don't give it to kids. Oh my god. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Well, this isn't this isn't fire. This isn't like even that doesn't make any sense. It's not a destructive thing that they have. It's a cure for all diseases. (laughs) Like it's This isn't like, oh, it cures diseases, but also there's a chance you'll turn into a demon if you take it. It's just, no, you just take it, and then you don't have lymphoma anymore. Your rash goes away. You know, both ends of the spectrum there. Too bad. I don't think the world is ready for all diseases to be cured. We love you, Jeff. We love you, Jeff. But you
1: got to get your head on straight uh, when it comes to
0: curing all
1: disease. (laughs) You've
0: been living in virtual reality for too long, buddy. You need to step back to the real world. It's cool. It's it's Trey Cool. It's Trey Cool, the drummer from Green Day. That's a real man's real name. Man, you could probably have perfect skin. Ooh-wee. Oh, yeah. For sure you could. You could, like, the amount of things that this could potentially fix in the world. (laughs) And instead they go... (laughs) Ah, eh, let people go. Let people go broke in America because they can't afford their insulin. Just yeah, well, yeah. go for it. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe next year, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see who gets elected president in twenty twenty two. All right, <laughs> then we'll find out if this world is ready for this or not.
1: Well, I mean, luckily there might be a sequel. So,
0: really? Oh yeah, the mid credit scene. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they want
1: it. They want it real bad.
0: I want it. I want a Beckman 2, and I want a crossover with Love on the Rock too. Same movie. Same movie. Oh, imagine if she was like, hey, what do you think of the name Beckman? And he oh, I love it. Huh. And then it just. That's me. Then some cool music plays, and then we fade out.
1: Or he goes. Wouldn't it be a, a baller move to create one sequel for two series?" <laughs> just yeah. combine them yeah brilliant why not why couldn't you do that like you gotta get some you know airtime for that the news is gonna be all up on your junk
0: this is a sequel for two different movies you know yeah correct yeah it's called spider-man enter the whatever it's called no way from the
1: home get in there did you see it it's like a sequel to three movies <laughs> But same franchise, so not as groundbreaking as this would be.
0: Absolutely. And also not a sequel to two movies, a sequel to three movies. So that's not what we're here to discuss. Dumb. We're discussing t- just two movies. Reel it in a bit. Too ambitious.
1: <laughs> you know, smart, smart. You know the biggest movie, smart.
0: You know the biggest movie in the world right now? Too ambitious. That's what I'm saying. Stop seeing it. I don't know. I got to talk about the agents in this movie for a second. John Lovitz is like a, I don't know, works for the CIA or something. And his agents are like, again, just bumbling goofballs in this movie. And like, suit like dumb, just dumb people trying to like intimidate and interrogate David A.R. White. And he's just like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I don't think they really nail down what Department of Government Uh, John Lovitz is from at all. At the end of the movie, the woman says, there'll always
0: be other agencies. Yeah. I guess. Alright. Sure. (laughs)
1: Sure. An infinite amount of agencies. Why not? It also seems like he's kind of on the fringes doing some dark matter type stuff. (laughs) Some illegal stuff.
0: (laughs) For sure, yeah. Like showing off his little toesies in bed. Yeah, Diamond rings. Mr. Santini was in trouble. Oh, what kind of trouble? Oh, so he mentioned the trouble to you. No, I asked you what kind of trouble he was in. Clearly, he didn't mention it to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't ask. Dumb. Oh, he mentioned the trouble. Oh, oh, he was in trouble. Tell us about the accident. What accident? The murder of Luigi. Oh, that guy from Sicily. Oh, so you do know about the accident. No, I know who Luigi (laughs) is, I guess. I don't know. Why man. do we keep going in circles? Like Let's the, get to it. The fact that, that the one agent goes like, oh, so you do know about the accident. Like, he, it's a gotcha moment. Like, oh, uh, you're cornered now, David A.R. White. How are you going to talk your way out of this one? No, nope, not the accident. They're just
1: a guy. Oh, crap. Yeah, he got us. He got us. <laughs> well, Jay, uh, you know, David A.R. White just has to be himself. He's just getting by. Oh, yeah. He's just
0: trying to get laid, man. <laughs> His wife has been in the cold in the ground for 10 plus years, and he's just trying to get some multi-tail, you know?
1: Yeah, Josie is a heck of a snatch. Well, I'm going to censor that. That's
0: gross. What a despicable way Which to talk about it? a woman. A heck
1: of a... When I said snatch? No, heck of a... <laughs> yeah, bleep that part.
0: I will, yeah. I'll. Yeah, you're going to regret saying that for sure when this episode comes out. <laughs>
1: I I did pause for a second, thinking if I should say it, and sometimes snatches
0: the answer. Did you pause before you said, the thumb would convince me of God's existence?
1: <laughs> I like how they're bringing in uh, science to Christianity, and Josie is just the uh, European to do it. Oh, I love that she quotes Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> <laughs> It really shows how grounded she is as a character.
0: Oh, know? yeah, she's a real person. Who doesn't walk around quoting Sir Isaac Newton? I mean, I do when I say, "Ow, an apple fell on my head." And that's it. That's the only time I ever quote him. And they're like on a date, but she's spying on them. Bro, I went on a I had a terrible date once where I didn't I couldn't I didn't impress my date because I didn't know what kind of clouds we were looking at. She's like, "What kind of clouds are those?" And I was like, I don't know. Uh, cumulus. <laughs> She's like, "No." And then she said, she quoted some Shakespeare to me and I was like, "I don't know what that is." She was like, "That's Shakespeare." I was like, "I don't okay, fine." This girl was way too bougie for me, I guess.
1: That's crazy. So she knew what kind of clouds they were? I mean, she acted
0: like it. She could have said anything because I didn't know the answer. And here's the thing. And then the date was going great. The day was going great yeah. up to that point. Like we we had it was it was all going well and then I didn't know what kind of clouds they were and the whole thing flipped. The whole it all turned and started going south.
1: That seems like such a weird fulcrum for a date to like be on one pivot point on your way up and then boom right down.
0: Yeah, oh, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know basic <laughs> science.
1: I don't know what clouds they are. Sorry. Cumulus.
0: Cirrus. I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's all I know. Let's let's F. Maybe I got a magic D. Yeah, maybe I got a big, big cloud in my, in my pants. <laughs> or a medium one that you desire.
0: Whatever kind of cloud you're looking for. I can mold it, whatever. Give me five minutes to fluff. I can make it a cloud, whatever you want it to be. I'm going to mold it. Hey, I'm going to mold it, All right. What do you think about crazy kids. What do you think about this line uh, to indicate that you want to kiss someone? Do you have faith that God has a purpose for you? And then move in for the kiss. Beautiful.
1: Ugh, no, <laughs> I don't think in real life if I was on a date and somebody did that to me, I would probably move what if away. You,
0: what if you were on a date with a woman who is being paid to be interested in
1: you? A woman? No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Not kissing.
0: But what if she said, "Do you have faith that God has a purpose for you?" And then, like <sighs> the te- the chemistry was just right in that moment. She's paying. F- she's being paid to be there. You don't know that. You think she's falling in love with you. You think this is her way of flirting, talking about God and Saint Paul and the
1: thumb. You just want to get it in. How much is she getting paid? Is it hourly? And is it crypto or real money? I don't know how much she's getting paid. You'll have to call John
0: Lovitz to find out how much she was being paid to be on this date.
1: It's probably crypto. Everybody in uh, government pays with crypto now.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't wait till a, a Pure crypto movie comes out.
1: Oh, it's on... It's got to be in the works, right? Oh, By man.
0: us? We got to start tweeting David Airwhite about, like, Pure NFTs. We need, like... They need to <laughs> mint some NFTs of, like, saints... And just like get get that Jesus NFT going, and just really make some cash off these uh, religious folk.
1: Yeah, we should get like uh, potatoes that look like Christ and NFT them.
0: That's a great call. Yeah, or or uh, or just like get real pictures. Get the Shroud of Turin, turn into an NFT, so that nobody owns the Shroud of Turin except some guy named Ken Marshall out of Cincinnati,
1: or like a potato that looks like SpongeBob.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. That's yeah. So, our NFT is all potato based. Uh, as far as I've it, uh, you can bring any NFTs you want to the table, but I think we should get uh, potatoes that look like um, Wayne Gretzky, just that, just potatoes that look like Wayne
0: Gretzky, nothing else.
1: Might D2 the Mighty Ducks to Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, he's in the locker room. And he's congratulating them ducks.
0: Yeah. Big teeth. Oh, yeah. Big teeth and big, big eyes, you know, for talking
1: potatoes. Well, Wayne Gretzky, to see the ice the way he did, you got to have big eyes.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Big eyes for that big ice, you know. <laughs> Crack another one. Hey, what do you think of all the fighting in this movie? Um, It was perfect. Oh, see, I disagree. I, I was very let down by all the fighting. I was Beckman set a high bar, and I thought that this movie did not come anywhere close to it. I guess it's not what they were going for with it, but still the action was very lackluster.
1: I think the problem uh, with the fight scenes is that they're in Malta, and it's mm. very sweaty. So when you're moving your arms and there's a bunch of sweat between uh, your pit. Uh, you think you're punching faster, but you're actually just going very slowly.
0: Mm, you're actually just developing a rash,
1: yeah, it's like you're uh punching in yogurt oh yum don't tell- don't tell me about my dreams, oh, yeah, it feels like you're punching through yogurt when you're in Malta,
0: you know what it won't stop you from doing kicking a woman in the stomach as hard as you can if you're David a r white.
1: Yeah, first fight scene is with a woman, right? Yeah, first first, uh, yeah, first fight scene for, for him. David.
0: Yeah, for David. Yeah, there's some action earlier, but he's not involved with it until he kicks a woman yeah. in the stomach as hard as he can and goes, well,
1: <laughs> let that be a lesson to you. Next time I say plan B, we go with plan B, all right? It was my proudest moment of David A.R. White's career, I think, is when he punches a woman. <laughs> well,
0: he doesn't actually punch. I was watching for that because uh, there's nothing yeah. funnier than <laughs> than a man punching a woman in a movie. Very funny. <laughs> Didn't get it uh, in this one, though. Got got some
1: kicks, got some choking, no punching, though. I'm surprised David A.R. White didn't go, like, right for the crotch shot. Like, being a cop and all. Mm-hmm.
0: That he just didn't, like, just kick her in the pelvis. Yeah. Big boot kick. That's right. And Say goodbye good. to your hymen. And then he just <laughs> hoots her.
1: Or you would say like a Bible verse or something,
0: right? Yeah, you'd go and the Lord said in Corinthians, "Say goodbye to your hymen," and then he kicks her as hard as he
1: can. <laughs> Is that in Corinthians? I gotta read Corinthians again. Yeah, I think
0: it's Corinthians,
1: book six, <laughs> be- chapter nine, something like that. Be nut, be n-
0: <laughs> be nut, afraid. I really love that the description of angels is that they are horrible monsters in the Bible. Just these, the most terrifying things imaginable, And then they show up to like uneducated goofballs living in the country. And the first thing they say is, be not afraid. It's like, you're the scariest thing I could imagine. What are you talking
1: about? (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. They weren't really concerned about looks back then.
0: No, they were more concerned about being afraid. And flying. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Could you even imagine? Oh, get that chariot out of the sky.
1: Okay. I I have a question for you, mm. and I don't know if you caught this, but who is Giancarlo? Giancarlo is the restaurant owner. Pepperoni Salami.
0: Mr. Pepperoni Salami himself, a.k.a. Giancarlo, is the restaurant or the hotel owner. No, he's the... He's... He is the restaurant owner at the restaurant slash bar that David Arquette provides fish for.
1: Oh, Giancarlo, because he he's in a multitude of scenes throughout the movie that don't really need to be there. Uh, he gets beat up. Yeah really bad like the worst yeah. he gets the worst out of anyone in the movie like
0: david airway gets stabbed in the right arm and he's swinging his arm around like it's nothing joan carlo gets the absolute piss beaten out of him and he's just like a restaurant owner who isn't even like involved in any of this like he has nothing to do
1: with it and
0: he just gets no. beaten up. So
1: poor, poor Giancarlo. Oh, the oh when you put his story into context, it's very funny. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> he's just a, he's a restaurateur who knows yeah. an
0: expat named David A. R. White, and then one day a bunch of Russian dudes in black T-shirts show up and beat the hell out of him, and then yeah. drag him over to
1: Sicily where they beat him up more. Yeah, they kidnap him. They uh, torture him. Yeah, He's all bloody at the end of this thing. <laughs> and nobody else has a scratch on him. Even the one that presumably died by getting hit by a car looks fine. Yeah. Oh, the Russian lady who gets gently hit by a car and then is just dead. <laughs> yeah. You, If you got hit by a car that hard, you would slam on the hood and say, hey, what the hell? And then just walk away. <laughs>
0: You would have you would have time to like either you would have time to move if that car hit you that fast. You'd have time to go, Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, I'm being hit by a car, and then you jump out of the way.
1: (laughs) Thank goodness for the speed limit. You would both mouth to each other. You can't hear each other because one's in the car, but right. you both say those words and then you move on with your lives.
0: Well, someone's one of them's in the car and he's blasting That's Amore. So you you can't yeah. even really hear. Everywhere you go in Italy, someone's playing That's Amore. and it's
1: beautiful. <laughs> Bells. What
0: if the moon hit my eye like something? Big pizza. Oh, a big piece of pie. Yeah,
1: pizza pie. <laughs> hey,
0: Pepperoni Salami.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> this guy's eating pizza on the podcast. Isn't that wild?
0: Let's not even Papa John's. How dare he even bring that garbage to us?
1: No, I had to do it in the oven, baby. Yuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do they make David A.R. White the guardian of this drug?
1: Like they- I don't know. It's because he's white. Uh, yes. he's in Malta. Yes. And Ugh. he has a dead wife. That's probably it.
0: He's white, he's an expat living in Malta and he has the friggin' balls to go this is our island, not theirs. We're going to take it back from these gangsters. And I go, "It's not yours." <laughs> like you're just some guy. you're some guy from Chicago. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you've been here a
1: month. You got to stop saying this.
0: Yeah, bro, you put your hair in Stevie Wonder harder than July braids. That's great. We're glad you're getting into the, you know, the feel of things, the island life, but
1: go home. Yeah. And the proof that he is a man of this island is that he gets everybody to help him uh with the bad guys. Yeah, all the pepperoni Little salami project. show up.
0: Yeah, yeah, all the pepperoni salami show up. They beat up all of the gangsters. Including just, like, other gangsters who we've never really met before, who they just, like, are
1: beating up, and you go, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. We're fine with this, and uh, let's move on. Like,
0: it's very, it's very reminiscent of, uh, speaking of Spider-Man, it's very reminiscent of that scene in, like, the first Spider-Man movie where they're, like, all the New Yorkers are throwing garbage at the bad guy, and they're like, hey, you messed with one of us, you mess with all of us. That's all I could think. <laughs> watching this say you mess with one pepperoni salami you mess with the whole tube.
1: Yeah, it's very uh 1980s Brooklyn type feel. For sure it is. Yeah, cuz a bunch of
0: toothless Italians out there just roughing up street people on the street who who are dressed nicer than them.
1: Yeah. Cooking basil a lot and uh making <sighs> pizza. Making that gravy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's sauce.
0: <laughs> Uh, I I love that <laughs> I love that Jeff Fahey when they're talking about giving David Ayer White the serum to keep for some reason instead of just giving mm. it to science whatever <laughs> it's fine but Jeff or Fahey, someone else just give it
1: to someone else at least
0: yep. let them like give it to science also there's three of us like there's me it's me David Ayer White, you Jeff Fahey and this French woman Josie why am I the one who has to do all the stuff. <laughs> Like why can't we? Why can't we make the decision together? Why do I have to be? Because it ended up in my boat. Well, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of
1: things. So Malta is not a democracy. No, uh, David A. R. White is the leader, and that's that.
0: I, I love that Jeff He goes, "Oh, this wasn't in my life." Ten minutes before the devil herself showed up, and she was scary. And all I could think was, oh that woman was gently hit by a car and killed like 10 minutes ago. So, don't worry, the devil's <laughs> the devil's dead. She got gently run over by a, a like a, a Fiat. Oh, don't oh well. <laughs> it's done over with. No yeah. need to worry. Did you like that cool scene where David was walking down the street and that guy gave him a gun and he just like cocked it and kept walking?
1: Beautiful. Beautiful gun work at the end, I thought, overall.
0: Oh yeah, or when he invades the bad guy's compound and just finds a shotgun sitting on a
1: shelf and goes, "Well, that's convenient." <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. he's calling it out. He's calling out the script. I feel, and Tommy Blaze is like, "You better not say anything else."
0: Hey, Royal Beverly's rule number four: You better not say anything else. <laughs> Snitches get ditches.
1: Well, according to Jeff Fahey, of course. Yeah.
0: Uh, so speaking of Jeff Fahey, he gets the one cool guy moment in this. For some reason, he shows up to confront drunk Stephen Bauer. Like Stephen Bauer is a Frank Dangelo. Like classic, he's in uh, uh, Real Gangsters, and he's great in that movie. But in this movie, just a lot of time has passed, and I feel like Stephen Bauer's life has not been going in a good direction. He's got he's 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 slurring like a drunk. He's got mushy drunk mouth. I just. I'm worried about Stephen Bauer. He's just not looking great. If you watch some of Frank D'Angelo's movies and you see Margot Kidder, her mouth is doing the same thing that Stephen Bauer's is doing right near the end of her life. And I'm just worried about old Stephen Bauer. I just hope we don't get uh, you know him and him at the Oscars in an obituary, that's all.
1: He's getting up there in age. Uh, I don't have this history with him, but he he's looking a little rough. I feel like as long as he has silk shirts and slacks... He'll be all right. He'll find a way to survive um, until he dies. I'm not sure you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he's the dude. No, that's John Lovitz. No, he's the evil guy. Yeah, that's John Lovitz. (laughs) (laughs) I know who John Lovitz is. I I hugged John Lovitz once in a theater. Did you? No. Uh Oh. I can't back that up. Oh, okay.
0: Uh... Jeff he does get the cool guy moment, though, when he shows up to confront Stephen Bauer and he goes, are you looking for this, the serum? The serum is called GN-13. And literally it's only called that for this line where he goes, yeah. oh, this is called GN-13. Well, I prefer Genesis 1-3. And the Lord said, let there be light. And he throws this vial into the air and then, pulls a shotgun out of his jacket and shoots the vial and makes it explode. But then we find out that that's just a dummy vial
1: that was just like a (laughs) prank by him. Like, he wasn't... He had a spare vial lying (laughs) around and uh, was able to use that. Like,
0: knew that it wasn't the... So why do all of that then? Because then two seconds later, David and Josie show up
1: why do all that other stuff yeah you could just not have it I don't know for fun and so you can say that line yeah uh, he's he's on Malta as a reverend uh, working on a salt farm I'm pretty sure he's just doing everything for fun nowadays (laughs) and that's (laughs) including shooting a vial of uh, nothing in the air
0: Um, all I want to do is live on Malta and work at a salt farm you know that's my dream come true right yeah does seem that Malta seems like a really nice place. I got to give him that. Looks like a beautiful place.
1: Yeah, a little physical work during the day, uh, clean up the salt and bagger up and vance it. And... Hey, and like if you're Jeff Fahey, you're your own boss, so you can wrap it up whenever you want. How about Malta's own bagger vance salt? Not connected with.
0: Them. Hey, we're in, we're in, uh, we're in pepperoni salami. We don't have to worry about American movie laws coming to get us. We can call anything we want, anything we want over there.
1: And we're not referencing the movie, maybe, even though there's a golf club on the label. Yeah, of course. Of course. And there's a, a <laughs> there's a, a ghost
0: man on the label as well, holding a golf club.
1: Yeah, yeah. and you can't see through the ghost
0: man. Nope. So it might be baby girl pants from the movie, you but can, it might not. But you can see through his girlfriend. She's right there. You can read the words right through her. Likeness is only in your mind. Uh, likeness is, is in the eye of the beholder. We got to put that on. Oh, the yeah. Label A likeness is in the eye of the beholder. Absolutely. Maybe we imprint it into the glass so it's permanent. What if we call it Robert Redford Presents Malta's Own Beggar
1: Vance? I would prefer if the Robert Redford part is really small, but I'm in for it. Okay. All right.
0: Cool. Well, then that's, hey, look for that soon on our shop. You can buy never Malta Salt Malta mal, sal, mal, mal, salt. Malta Salta. <laughs> Malta salta. Hey, Malta salta. bene. You know, Portobello. My wife and I have been watching a lot of uh, like Food Network lately, and nothing tickles me more than when people are cooking and they go, "Oh, I gotta put a little bit of the mozzarella in there." I go, "You friggin' loser." <laughs> although she made a delicious biscotti the other day we've been eating biscotti in our house it's been oh oh bene oh mamma
1: mia delicious man you're living that pepperoni salami lifestyle i'm just waiting on my brahma bull necklace gotta get that horn baby <laughs> oh bromley yeah his name is bromley yeah bromley Who's name bromley the uh, love on the rock guy that has a bunch of people who also know where guns are. Oh, Bromley! Yeah, that guy's also in Beckman. Yeah. I don't think I needed to physically, uh, you know, describe him because Bromley pretty much uh, lays it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Once you said he's the guy with guns, it's like I know Bromley. I know a Bromley <laughs> when I see one. I can that smell a-
1: curly headed.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's something where it counts, you know. Curly headed where again. can. Oh yeah. So then the movie so then I don't know, some stuff happens. There's like a double crosses, the Russian woman comes back from the dead and then captures drunk Stephen Bauer and then just lets everyone else leave, and that's all's well that ends well. Does nobody get murdered
1: in no. that last scene? Mm-mm. No.
0: Nobody gets killed. Giancarlo's really roughed up. He's, he's yeah. been through it. He he's been through the ringer. Not even the villain gets like hurt at all. Stephen Bauer no. leaves the movie without a scratch on him. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> Poor Giancarlo just will never talk right again because three of his teeth got knocked out and he, his tongue is frigged up and his jaw got broken. But, you know, it's fine. David A. White's going to keep this serum that cures all diseases, so don't worry about it.
1: You know who's the only one who got, uh, like, hurt is Luigi. He got murdered by the Russian woman who gets off scot-free. And nothing happens uh, with Luigi. Yeah, he is the only death in this
0: movie. Damn, even Beckman had him just, like, straight up murdering people. Yeah, At least call him Mario. Man, I'm de- as soon as we're done here, I'm definitely going to go watch the, the apartment fight in Beckman again. Where he's, like, fighting with a pan. <laughs> God, that movie was good. Oh, Beckman, we love you. They needed the action of that in this. Yeah, I mean, I get why it's not. Because this is just a generic yeah. action movie. And Beckman was very much, like in the style of a john wick or something like that this movie was just like eh, we need a 90 minute action movie here it is tommy blaze can you write something like that and he was like i already got something in the tank so
1: it worked out great yeah. place it somewhere warm and i'm in yeah exactly
0: <laughs> oh what a fun vacation tommy blaze must have had
1: oh yeah he probably had the best vacation yeah well out of all of them didn't have to go on screen he was uh no. definitely in a seat
0: didn't even have to show up on set he just, like, got no. to go on a multi-vacation. And they go, we need you on Monday. And he was like, ah, maybe I'll
1: be there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so, in bed.
0: at the end of this movie, hey, much like John Lovitz, I'm in bed. And uh, <laughs> speaking of John Lovitz, the end of this movie, David Airwhite and Josie ride off into the sunset in, in a little, like, inflatable dinghy that he's like, hey, let's take a boat ride up north. Like, how far? Your other boat was a much better choice, David. It had a cabin and, like, a roof on it. This is, like, an inflatable dinghy. You're not going to get very far with this. But what do I know? Maybe they stole it. Maybe they stole it. But we find out that, uh, yeah, there might be a love on the rocks, too. love on the rock, too, because old John Lovitz is there watching them from a satellite or whatever, going, like, keep an eye on them. I want them tracked wherever they go. That serum is mine! What did you think of 2021's Love on the Rock?
1: Adam, I've been praying for you uh, after I watched this movie, and I've been praying for David A.R. White, and I feel like this one's right down the middle for me. Um, Didn't hit it out of the park, but it was quite enjoyable, and I want him to keep making uh, destination action films. Uh, like his hero Adam Sandler, of
0: course, I agree with you a hundred percent And that like as a as a movie, it was fine. it was a c plus, but as a taste of what the future of pure Flix Entertainment is going to be, it was an a plus plus in my book. uh yeah, if we get more vacation movies with David a. White and the boys, I mean that's perfect to me
1: yeah we we can't wait for more David a r. white give it to us.
0: Give it to us, Daddy White, um, and uh, yeah, just give it to us, all right? Give it to us and shoot us in Beckman 2. Shoot us. Shoot us. I, In fact, right before I get shot in Beckman 2, I want to yell, I'm going to shoot, and then I want to be killed by Beckman, maybe.
1: I'm going to have a sign about Dolby. I haven't figured out <laughs> what it is. Uh but that's probably what's gonna get us into Beckman 2.
0: We gotta show them that we're serious. We gotta show them that we're committed to the cause, and by protesting Dolby in theaters, that's how we're gonna do it. I want more Dolby. I want less. It's the tool of the devil.
1: I think you want less so much that you actually want more.
0: Right. I want it to go all the way around. I want the dial to go to zero and then click to a hundred on the other end.
1: Dolby is the perfect circle.
0: Beautiful. I That's love you. That's my sign. Well, I love you. I love you. <laughs> we love you. Dolby is a perfect love circle. you. The P, the U, the R, the E, the B, the O, the Y, the S, it's pure boys. Hold up, it's pure boys. Yeah, I got two throats. The P, the U, the R, the E, the B, the O, the Y, the S, it's pure boys. Hold up, it's pure boys. Say what? what